I wonder what you think of when you think of sheep. I grew up on a sheep farm in South Ayrshire in Scotland, so I've got an opinion on this. First, they're staggeringly stupid animals. Seriously stupid. Just try taking them out of a horrible muddy field through a gate which leads into a nice, warm, dry, safe place and see what happens. Secondly, they follow each other. If one sheep tries to jump the, th the high, thorny hedge at the side of the gate, then they'll all try to follow him. Don't be a sheep, my dad used to say to me. Thirdly, sheep are very dirty and smelly. Dagging a sheep, taking the dirty wet wool off its rear end, is the main reason I gave up farming and started to write about golf. <laughs> Fourthly, and most importantly, sheep are utterly defenseless. They don't growl or bite or scratch. They literally can't do anything in attack mode except run away. And they're not very good at that. And so, because of all this, because of all the limitations of sheep, their shepherd, of course, is absolutely crucial to their well-being. And so it's maybe no huge surprise to us that in John chapter 10, Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. Except that in Jesus' time, shepherds were badasses. They were really dodgy, dirty, untrustworthy, and unsavory characters. They had to stay outside the city walls of towns. They were not allowed to act as, act as witnesses. They were, in short, four-letter word boys. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and for him to describe himself as a shepherd at all would have been deeply shocking. I am the good shepherd, he says. Now, being a shepherd 2,000 years ago in Judea was, of course, very different from today. Think mountain lions and wolves roaming the countryside. There's not much grass. There are no fences or fields particularly. You sleep under the stars. Trying to keep your flock together and make sure none go wandering off is a thankless task. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, says Jesus. I am a, a rural boy, brought up on a farm. I get headaches if I go too near a big city. I often show the intelligence, or lack of it, of a sheep. Ask my wife, Judy. And so, for me, the idea of Jesus being my good shepherd is wonderfully reassuring and comforting. He nurtures and protects me. 
he tries to lead me through the gate to the warm, dry, safe place. And when I try to jump the high, thorny hedge at the side, which I do quite a lot, he gently guides me back. He feeds me spiritually. When the wolf comes, Jesus does not abandon me and run away. I am the good shepherd, he says. Notice not a good shepherd, but the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I am willing to die for them, they will listen to my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. Rewind 30 years from when Jesus said all this to a hillside near Bethlehem at Christmas time. And it is equally shocking that the only people the glory of God suddenly shone around was, you guessed it, shepherds. And an angel picked these shepherds out as the first people to tell the good news to. Just extraordinary that apart from Mary, Joseph and Jesus, shepherds were the only people invited to Jesus' birth. The kings and the wise men arrived months later. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, where, by the way, I love to watch golf and cricket. He leads me beside quiet Scottish trout streams. He guides me along the right paths. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Amen.